podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. It's not the FA Cup. We don't care. It's good enough. Brain again. And he's got it. Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored. Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not to three. Yeah! Get Hello, welcome to the award-winning club podcast of the year. It's all cobblers to me, the podcast for fans of Northampton Town Football Club. Uh, I'm Charles and coming up, blank weekends don't get any more exciting than this. The under-18s bow out at Sixfields, but the women refuse to lie down at Lie Town and we've got a bumper edition of Neil's Postbag to get through. The gang are almost all here. So it's a big Christmassy welcome to the award-winning Chessy and the award-winning Danny. Hi, hi. How are you guys? You okay? I'm, I'm good. Great. Good. Excellent. I've got my Christmas jumper on, Charles. Have and you? I've got a bit of a dilemma oh, to start the week off. I don't like a um, dilemma. No, it's it's one of them where the temperature in my house is a bit warm, right? But I'm quite cold up in my attic room. So like, whenever I take my jumper off. I get too cold, but whenever I put it on, it's just boiling. What do I yeah. do? What do I do in that situation? I don't know what to do. Can this you is... not just take your jumper with you upstairs to the attic? Oh no, I have done. Yeah, it's just whenever I take it off, it's still it's just cold. But right. when I put it on, it's too hot. Just deal with it. It's just, Christmas. Come on, Danny, you can do it. Sh- yeah. Should I cut the arms off? Or no, something? no. And then what? what then it doing? becomes a Christmas fest. <laughs> he wears a vest at Christmas no, unless you're in it Australia. Becomes, it becomes a sweater vest. Sweater vest. <laughs> sweater vest. That's that's like seventies and eighties in it. I wasn't born you, then, but I guess that's what it looked like. You very much just have to deal with it. Yeah, okay. you do. Just just deal with the heat. It's okay. Christmas. You're supposed to feel warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. inside and out. Okay. If you can't take the heat, get out of the attic. Is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um it is it is the first weekend of December. Uh, as we're recording this. So I've got a very important question for both of you. Have you got your Christmas trees up yet? Yes. Yes. Mine was up last week. Wow. Oh, I mean, old news. You can't put it up last week. That was my birthday. Well, I, have done, well, I have done already. Shocking. <laughs> Get it down. Put it back up again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it blowed down because we, we keep ours outside. Oh, I think yeah. it blew down anyway. So I think, I think it, it was... The- <laughs> well, no, it's just nice to have a Christmas tree as you come home and like, the trees out the front garden so and the whole street. Santa leave the it. presents under the tree outside? What if what if it rains? Well, it gets wet. So, your poor kids. Well, there you go. <laughs> is it like a life <laughs> lesson? Is that what it you're is. Like? <laughs> oh, life lesson. You can never rely on the weather, kids. No. <laughs> Especially not in this country. Exactly. Get on with it. Oh, my. <laughs> I don't quite know what to say to that. Jeffy. Hello. What's your, what have you called your tree, Jeffy? Treffy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Treffy, I've Jeffy's got, tree. I've got I've got Christmas tree drama. 
obviously, because obviously <laughs> there would it be wouldn't drama. be it wouldn't be you without any drama. So basically, well, my trees. Do you remember last year, my my Trevor? Obviously, Trevor got my Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> well, Trevor got brutally Mo. murdered by my mother. Was it little Mo? Decided to take down the tree that I'd replanted in the garden and get rid of it without my say so. So I couldn't even hold a funeral. So today. <laughs> Today I went to the farm because that's where you go to get Christmas tree and we had drama so I picked up my tree put it in the back of the car and then I got chased out of the farm by a really angry chicken and I haven't told you guys guys this yet but basically what happened was it was chasing me and my Christmas tree so I managed to get my Christmas tree in the car then I had to get out of the car of which my sister was driving and chased the chicken away from the car. And then it went under the <laughs> wheel of the car. It was just very audacious. I don't know whether it was uh, attached to the tree in some form, but it was dramatic. But anyway, he dre- Dreffy, <laughs> Treffy, Treffy is sat beautifully, although a bit wonky. Uh, but we need important information, Cobblers fans. We need to decide who goes on the top of Treffy, although I have already decided that it is the king, so therefore <laughs> all results are null and void because I've decided that it'll be fun anyway. Okay, so we'll run a Twitter poll and, and we'll ask people which Cobblers player should go on the top of your tree this year. I mean, Previous years you've had, I believe, John Joe O'Toole. John Joe. The animal, the animal of course, Alan McCormack. Ricky Holmes. Ricky Holmes, yes. Yeah. Of course. So mm. who will make it this year? I mean... It sounds like we already know, but we'll yeah, do yeah. a Twitter poll to find out to make sure of it, shall we? Yes. Well, John Joe was like... sat on there for about four weeks before Sean realised that there was even a tree or a John Joe thing on the top of the tree. So, you know, that's when I lived at home. I live on my own now. So, I mean, I definitely will realise there's something on the tree because it is my tree. But, it, I mean, tr- tree drama. I love it. I live for this time of year. Absolutely. Well, look, before we get into proper pod... Um, we've got an important and very exciting announcement to make, which is, can I get an ooh, please, Danny? Ooh. Ooh. Thank you. Uh, we're launching our very first Christmas fundraiser. Yay. Yes. Uh, this year, we're going to be raising money for Western Fable Food Bank. Um, it's the Trussell Trust Supported Food Bank, and it provides three days of nutritionally balanced emergency food and support to local people who are referred to them when they're in crisis. Uh, Neither of us believe that anyone in our community should face going hungry, and that's why we are donating all the profits made from the sale of our very first piece of merch, the wonderful It's All Cobblers to Me podcast mug. It's time for another roo, Danny. To Western Fable Food Bank. Uh, The mug costs £14.99, including delivery, and can be purchased at cobblerstome.com forward slash shop right now. You can also support the Western Fable Food Bank by donating food items such as tinned fruit and tinned vegetables at several drop-off points throughout Northampton, including at Tesco Mearway, and Cafe Track. Um, there's plenty of other places, and if you want to know where those are, just go to westernfablecenter.foodbank.org.uk. We'll make sure that that link is in the show notes for you to click on. We would love to raise as much money as possible to help the Western Fable Food Bank this year because as much as they obviously do need your donations of food and toiletries and things like that, they also do have fees that they have to cover the cost of and you know any sort of money will go a long way to help that continue, do the great work that they already do. So if you can help us, it would be brilliant. And in return, you'll be able to get yourself a piece of podcast merchandise glory. Uh, go to cobblerstome.com forward slash shop where you will find our very amazing It's All Cobblers To Me podcast mug. And as I say, all of the profits, all of them, 100% of the profits of the mug of each sale is going to go to the Western Fable food bank this is one of the um hardest times of the year isn't it for parents and for children um as a knock-on effect as well so i think it's wonderful that we're doing this charles and i'm really really happy about it 
Good, so am I. It's giving me a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Just like Christmas should be. Exactly. And honestly, the work that the food bank does is incredible. Of course, there is the underlying thing that it shouldn't need to be in existence. But while it is there, I think, you know, we can all do something. Absolutely. Just a little something there's always, to help. There's always somebody a little less fortunate than yourself, exactly. no matter how bad things might appear. There's always so there a little go. boy or a little girl that might go hungry if there isn't a food bank available. Exactly. And um, I've already placed my order. I have ordered at full price, I will say as well. I've ordered <laughs> it. I've not just gone in and thought, right, well, I'll, you know, my mug, I'll sort this out. No, no, at full price, I've ordered it. So we've already raised some money. Fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've already raised some money. <laughs> it's already some money that's been raised. So uh, let's keep it going. Um commerce2me.com forward slash shop. Um, thank you all so much in advance for you. And I know that I'm going to be just dealing with loads of orders from the moment that this comes out. So thank you so much for all of your help in advance. We will keep plugging it every single week on the podcast. We'll plug it on Twitter and, and the other socials as well. And um, and of course, as soon as we all get our hands on one, because we're all obviously going to be buying one, we'll then post some lovely pictures of us holding our It's All Cobblers to Me podcast mug on the socials, which will be delightful, I'm sure. Um, all the information that you need is on the website. And have a look in the show notes as well for more information regarding Western Fable Food Bank. Right, it's time to talk some cobblers, and we're going to start. Well, it was FA Cup weekend. Yes. And, okay, the men weren't involved. Shame. Uh, but the, the women, women were. <laughs> oh. They were. Yes, they were. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by this. So um, before we do anything, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. The cobblers went away. To lie town, not to lie down, to lie town. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> which, is, which is near Stourbridge, a week late because it got postponed last weekend. So they went away to lie town this week in the second round of the Vitality FA Women's Cup. They were 1 0 down. Yeah. With 10 minutes to go. I think that makes it even better, doesn't it? Because oh. I think we were fearing the worst on our little WhatsApp don't, chat. Don't ruin the ending, Chevy. Chevy, what are you doing? Sorry, I'm not. 1 0 down with 10 I'm minutes sorry. to go. No sorry. spoilers. This could go either way. It could go either way. I mean, it won't do. It won't do now. <laughs> I mean, we're three days late on this. Newsflash. <laughs> Good point. Well made. Good point. And then, and then Leah Cadone, up she steps. Up she steps. Up she steps. And oh, marvelously leveled. It was a. Lovely dispatchment of uh, Emma Bilness's cross, and uh, that made it one all. And then, I mean, I almost want to call this game a ding dong, Danny. Oh no! Well, you've told me off for this before. Well, I know ding I have. That's why I said I almost want yeah. to, because then Lie had a penalty awarded to them. <laughs> ding dong, merrily on Lie. <laughs> <laughs> that did not get the appreciation I think it should have. I'm, I'm sorry. Too late. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Penalty to lie. Penalties. Penalty to lie. Missed. Missed. Wait. One minute later, penalty to the cobblers. Upsteps Cadone. Saved. Oh. oh no. Dreadful. What's going to happen? Don't worry about it, boys and girls, because Seska Partridge and her pear tree. She's not heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> the ninety-fifth minute of the game. Oh, my word. Kept her cool, won a penalty, and then stepped up to calmly slot it into the bottom left corner. Send the cobblers through. And before we go any further, and to make sure that I don't forget this time, here is our very own sponsored player, Abby Bruin. Go on, Abby. Hi, guys. It's Abby from the women's team. Firstly, I want to say a huge congratulations on winning um, your award. It's a fantastic achievement, so well done, everyone, um, for that. Um, so we had our FA Cup second round fixture against Lytown today, which we were supposed to have last week, but it got postponed due to the weather. 
Um, so we've only gone and made history for the club again and made it through to the third round of the FA Cup after a 2-1 win. Everyone is absolutely buzzing. Uh, and this is the longest run um, for us in the FA Cup by three rounds. It was a really tough game in the sense that the conditions made it really tough. Um, the pitch was really boggy. Uh, so we can understand probably why they didn't want to come to us last week um, after their pitch was basically um, unplayable. Uh, the first half finished goalless um, and despite a start strong from us in the second half, we did concede first. Um, but then Cadeau managed to find the equaliser in the 80th minute before then a penalty was awarded to Lye Town, which they hit the post um, and went out, luckily for us. Uh, we were then awarded a penalty. Cadeau's shot was saved. And then in the 95th minute, Cheska won another penalty and she scored and won us the game, um, yeah, in the 95th minute. Uh, so everyone was on pure ad- adrenaline in those final stages and it was absolute madness, three penalties and only one scored. So in the next round, we've been drawn Lincoln City away in the third round. Um, so they're currently sitting top of the National League Division 1. So yeah, it's going to be a tough game. But if we win that game and get through to the fourth round, that's where the big teams come in. So yeah, that would be absolutely amazing. Could you imagine drawing the likes of Man City at home? Um, so yeah, let's see what next week brings. Oh, what a result. To win. To win. And to do it in that manner as well. I mean, I know they were saying afterwards... Uh, weren't they uh, Lou and Josh um, in their interview that wasn't the best performance at all mm. I think they <laughs> they asked Lou um, I think it was after the game you know, what was the performance he's like it's rubbish <laughs> basically a rubbish performance yeah um, he wasn't up, he was he wasn't no, up it, it wasn't up to the usual standards I think let's say but to do it like that shows a lot of quality I think just to to dig in and dig it out when you're not playing well that's a sign of a good team isn't it um, yeah the I mean, character to come from behind as well and after the missed penalty to then come back again and the character to step up uh for Cheska to step up and just and put it away after we've missed one already in that probably one of the last kicks of the game I mean we were glued to Twitter weren't we and oh, glued we to, it was like watching teletext back in the day when that was the only way you could find <laughs> yeah. out the football results it just was just wasn't waiting updating quick enough, I mean, it was wasn't it, it was, it was just like refreshing <laughs> all the time it's like standing outside a one of the um shops when it in town where you're just watching Wait yes. for the results, but um, Welcome Jeff is to like, my what world. on earth are you doing? <laughs> if you're talking about, yeah, um, I mean, one tab Jeffy. Can you imagine how <laughs> agonising it was for me? <laughs> oh dear. Well, I mean, the match stats tell the story, really. Because so, just just to let you know here, I mean, in the first half, Lie had six shots, of which two were on target, compared to the Cobblers' ten. Um, they had four shots on target, but then in the second half. I mean, in this, I mean, essentially, Lai only managed to get a further five shots away, whereas Rubbish. we were yeah, terrible. Whereas the Cobblers ended up having had twenty-four shots. Yeah. So you just see that there the drastic improvement of the Cobblers' performance in the second half, and I think actually. If you go onto Twitter, if you go to at NTFC Women, you'll see the interviews both with um, Lou and uh, Josh and also with um, Seska uh, Partridge and I can't remember who else it was. I'm really sorry. Um, That's Bianca, I think. Bianca. Thank yeah, you, Danny. Um, they said that it was almost like they needed, again, and they used the word again as, as well, Bianca said, that they needed basically a bit of a half-time rollicking to get them going. Um, and the fact that they they recognise that, and then they go out and do it, and they do perform, is testament to how good this team are. I mean, I will say that I do wonder how much, and I know it's not any, you know, it's not their fault that the league that they're in isn't that great, but I do wonder how, you know, actually their lack of competitive, you know, games in their league actually hurts them when they come up against another team that are a bit more of a match. I mean, uh, lie at the same level, but just in a different regional division to the Cobblers. I mean, the next game that they play in the FA Cup, it's against Lincoln City, who are one step above in level four. Um, So that will be a step up in quality to what they're used to playing against. And I just wonder how much, you know, that lack of constantly playing against decent sides 
no disrespect to anybody else in the Cobblers League, but I wonder how much that has an effect on them so that when they come up and play a team that is actually a bit more of a match, they're not just getting the easy ride that they're used to. And, and maybe that's that then puts the Cobblers at a bit of a disadvantage, maybe. Mm. I think in that sense, the the game's next week, isn't it? The, the next round. So in that sense, this is probably a good thing that they're playing weekend after weekend and you've, you've had this test this week. Mm. Now they probably feel a little bit more prepared for next week. And that's going to be Great game. I'm, I so wish that was at home because it's such a big occasion again for to reach the third round of the FA Cup. We're one step away from a potential game against one of the big teams, and we've just seen like the final of the of last season's last season's FA Cup. Final. Yeah, um, and just what an occasion that is! How many fans packed in, and you know the superstars of the women's game. We're, they're just one step away from it. It'd be so good just to get through for a chance to to play one of those bigger sides. Just brilliant, wasn't it? Absolutely brilliant. Cannot wait. So, yeah, it's away at Lincoln City. As we record, we're awaiting details of um, exactly where and when the game will be played. But keep an eye on the social media, at NTFC Women on Twitter, um, or search Northampton Town Women on Facebook, and you'll find all the information that you need on there. Uh, Right, in the other FA Cup game that involved the Cobblers, wasn't such good news. The under-18s played in the third round of the FA Youth Cup and were roundly beaten uh, at Sixfields. 6-0 by Charlton Athletics under-18s. I will say that after the game, though, I I listened to Shane Goddard's interview, the um, coach, and he said that although the scoreline obviously isn't very good, 6-0, it does sound like a hammering, he actually felt like his side maybe didn't deserve that scoreline and and were much more in it than the scoreline actually suggests. Um, but there were some good performances from our lads. And I think it just shows the step up in, in level when you go to a club. Because don't forget, Charlton are a club that, you know, what, 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, they were in the Premier League. They have got a much bigger budget than Northampton Town do. They are able to potentially blood these um these youngsters they've they've potentially even got more players that they can choose from as well based on their catchment area yeah the catchment area particularly in london you've got a huge pool of talent to choose from and not only that you've got a huge amount of facilities within the city you know exactly talking about northampton as a town although we have a big professional rugby side and a big professional cricket side and a big professional football side We've got three professional sport teams in our town. Our town is relatively small for sporting standards. So actually, the idea that they're doing that well and coming up against teams that are that good is testament to the work we do because actually the catchment areas and and the facilities, particularly in places like London, are far, far superior to a place like Northampton. Spot on, And that's not, you know, that's not no shade at at Northampton. It's just reality. That's just life. It's just a fact of life. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's the that's the second time I think in the last is it two or three seasons that we've made it. The young lads have made it to the third round. Was it last year that they bowed out to Arsenal? Yes, I, think I believe think, so. Was it last year, or the year before. It was. It, it was, was either blur. last year or the year before. Wasn't <laughs> I think it? It was yeah. the year before. Yeah. Was it in COVID times or am I? Th- I, I no, can't. I think it was. Before. That's before. why I think it might have been the year before. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. You see. So I think. Um, you know, it does show that the academy is doing well. There's, uh, there's definitely that. It'd be good to see some of those players making it through one day into the first team squad, or indeed go off to you know a big Premier League club or something and make them pay lots of money for you. We'll take that as well. Um, but yeah, um, other news: the uh, the Cobblers announced their celebrations, the different celebration events for the 125th anniversary last week. Um, the anniversary, of course, will be in March um, of the... So that'll be the 125th birthday of the club in March. And the Tranmere home game, or the home game against Tranmere, that will be the um, the game that celebrates that anniversary. Um, the club, or the team rather, will be wearing that 125th anniversary kit that was revealed some months ago. And then there's loads of other events coming up after that, aren't there, Danny? that also we're proudly part of. 
Yeah, yeah. I think a couple of us have been, we're a bit, well, three, all three of us actually have been uh, on the working group to to put these events together and to lend some advice on the fans. So it's, I think it's been really good that um, they're taking the time to speak to some people like us. I was going to use a different word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that can help us. Um, but yeah, there's loads of stuff because there's, there's um, the Wembley anniversary as well coming up the 25 years since yes. the 97 Wembley. This is a dinner with ex-players there. Uh, I'm, that's probably one I'm looking forward to more than other, any because I've just got such a connection to that team. Mm. Um, I'm so excited to, to hopefully go along to that one. Um, but there's loads of different events going on through the year as well, just to kind of really put the club front and centre of the town. I think it'd be great. There's so many good plans. I think some that we can't reveal yet, but the the dinners and the events, and I think there's a legends against celebrities in quotation yeah. marks <laughs> game going on uh, at some point as well. Um, yeah, I think it's just going to be a great time. And if we can carry on on the pitch the way we're doing and ramp up the celebrations for 125, it'd be great because that kind of added that dimension to it in 97, didn't it? That was the 100-year anniversary, the centenary, and everything that was going on around it just added so much to that Wembley win. So if we can get another promotion during that time as well, what, what time? What time? What a time. What a time to be alive. Yes. But Absolutely. Yes. I can't remember. A lot remember. of dinners. A lot of dinners, Charles. And a lot of dinners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got used to a, a standard of dinner now, as you'll know after last Monday. Uh, so. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I can't remember who said it, but somebody did say it either on the Slack or on Twitter. Um, they said about how what a, what a time it was to be a Cobblers fan. You know, the, the men, the men's team in second in League Two, the women waltzing away with the league that they're in and in the FA Cup uh, third round. Um, what else? The The... the the under 18s getting to the third round of the FA Cup and, you know, us winning an award, of course. Yes. Loads of good stuff going on this year. It's brilliant. And now with this announcement of all these different events, it's looking, looking really good. I'm really looking forward to some of them. Like you say, Danny, um, you know, one of them that I, I'm actually really looking forward to is the pop-up museum weekend oh, yes. for the club's open day. That's going to be quite fun, I think. And then, of course, the... Um, the 125th anniversary dinner. I'm looking forward to that. And we've already talked, haven't we, in the fan club Slack about going and buying a table full of slackers. Yes. So that we can all go together. Yeah. That'd be but brilliant. on the pop-up museum, mm. Charles, yes. uh, wouldn't it be great if Alice the Slow just turned up? Oh. Could you imagine? It just, just stood there. You know, like people As sometimes do. Yeah. You know, like sometimes people do in Madame Tussauds as a joke. Like yes. celebrities go yes. and stand really still. If Alistair Slow just rocked up and stood really still as if he was like an artifact. <laughs> and people were just like walking around and he suddenly jumped out. And it's him. Alistair, come on, get in touch. You know you want to. Oh, yes. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of other things that could be displayed because obviously – Fans are being encouraged to take their own memorabilia with them for the uh, for the pop up museum. Um, there's obviously something that we could take with us, Danny. Is there? Yeah, you took about Jeffy's tractors. Oh, well, we could do that, but we could also it's something to go next to a couple of the other trophies that the club oh, might have. Yes, next next to the Mansell Cup. Yeah, we can we have the Mansell Cup. The Mansell Cup. <laughs> I can't say it. The Mansell Cup next Too to... Too much Christmas sherry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> next to the Club Podcast of the Year Awards. Yeah, is... Oh, yes. All ours, all ours. It's, it's, still, it's still looking over me from my shelf. It's oh, great. I'm, I'm so jealous that you have that. Uh, anyway. Should we, should we take a quick break? And then what we'll do is we'll come back... And we'll dive into some letters, shall we? Oh, yeah, why not? Oh, sounds good. Right, be back in a moment, boys and girls. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Welcome back. Uh, before we delve into this week's postbag, 
All of us at the podcast want to send our condolences and best wishes to listener Stuart Bailey after the loss of his partner Cheryl Davis last week. Um, we really hope you're okay, Stuart, and we wish you all the very best, mate. So um, please take care and reach out if you need it. It's time to read your letters out, but things have changed. So listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant or just some fun at podcast at cobblers to me.com. No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Emails. Oh, lots and lots to get through. Uh, it's going to be mm. one of those, isn't it? Yeah, we asked for emails. You delivered emails and messages. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. That's it. Award-winning content, that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want oh. me to read one? Yes, uh, yes please. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I was waiting for, Danny. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Roger Averill has been in touch, Charles. Go on, oh. Roger. Uh, he says, hi, Charles. Hello. Hi. Uh, I've just been listening to your latest edition. One thing I didn't, I think didn't come across clearly regarding the East Stand. The plans do not show any kitchens, which I thought was strange. So I emailed James Whiting about this and was told by him that the drawings published are not necessarily what will be, be, what will be built, despite KT saying the opposite. You said that people have looked at what will be built and have voted for it, but uh, James Whiting says the opposite. I know some will think that this is the trust stirring again, but I'm no longer a trust board member, so it's nothing to do with them. How can NTFC ask people to vote on something that might finish up different to what people voted on? Cheers, Roger. Good question. I don't know. It's addressed I, I, to you, did, It is addressed to me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, did we say that people have seen the plans and that therefore... You know, that that's what they're voting on. I I mean, you know, the club released a thing saying, right, here are the three things in the public domain, one of which I know was, you know, some drawings, um, some blueprints. I mean, it, it's a fair enough question. I mean, if, if James Whiting has turned around and said that they're not necessarily exactly what it's going to be, then I, I do think that's a bit weird. I'll be honest. Why would yeah. you do that and put that out there and say that this isn't it? On the other hand, I I also know just having you know looked through Facebook and and the such, people have turned around and said I think it was Tony Clark on Facebook said that you know a, a stadium the size of six fields already has a kitchen will probably be manageable for the second stage uh, you know for the second stand um, they would just use hot plates uh, and things to take the food from the kitchen to the boxes on the other side of the the pitch. Um, yeah, I don't think that's ideal, though, is it? I think no, I don't think I it think is this... ideal. No, not at all. I, I think it would be obviously a much. I, I, my my personal thought was with the East Stand would be that because I, I know that this is maybe going back, you know, ten years or whatever to when it was all first sort of come up. But I thought that the whole thing was to be that we were going to really be upgrading all the facilities and essentially everything that's in the West Stand now. So you're talking about like the 1897 suite. Um, you know, where all of the the functions, if you like, take place, that would all be moved and would go into the East Stand. So therefore, why wouldn't you put kitchens in the East Stand and, and stuff? Yeah, I mean... I think, it, yeah, it's, I think it's, a, yeah. it's a valid question, I think, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think um, it'll be good to know more details when, as and when they come, but... Um, Again, just keeping contact with the club, I think, and that and that kind of thing. Because the more people that are bothered by this, then the more they hear it, I guess. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, you've also got obviously Tom Cliff that you can contact now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I I think it's one of those. I mean, one thing that I'll say is that plans for buildings do tend to change quite a lot during the the planning process of it. I mean, I don't think that they're putting using those plans to put in for planning permission yet if that's required you can tell i don't really know an awful lot about it because it may not even be required but essentially it's it's one of those i do find it strange i agree with roger i find it strange why would you say here's the plans and then when you're asked about well hang on a minute where's the kitchens why would you then say 
oh, well, it might change and we might put kitchens in there yet. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. I have to be honest. I didn't, I don't think I even thought about kitchens when I looked at the plans. I'm too so busy whether, thinking whether, about the Dean Pier corridor. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's more, <laughs> way more important than a kitchen. <laughs> um, uh, Tom Staden got in touch. Mm. Staden, Staden. Not sure which. Um, I enjoyed the start of this email. Um, he says, I was eating a wonderful bowl of cornflakes. Other cereals are available with a sprinkle of healthy sugar on top. When I heard on the local radio about our lovely Northampton town potentially being given city status in June 2022. WTF! <gasps> exclamation mark. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. The sheer panic and dropped spoon resulted in a milk tsunami. <laughs> not quite sure Brilliant. about that. Um, <laughs> This can't happen. Could the wonderful people at Itzel Cobblers to me please do any everything to stop this? Neil sitting Stargus at the Guildhall lamppost is a start. I will not be singing City in any of our songs. Help. Big city lights don't bother me, Northampton Town I'm proud to be. Yeah. Regards, Tom the Town Cobbler. Yeah. Wow. It is a big thing, isn't it? This this whole <laughs> I thought city it, status. I thought you meant Neil sitting starkers at the Guildhall. Oh, that, that, that is, <laughs> believe me, there is nothing big about that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been quite interesting that you know Northampton has well, I, I, the councils have, have voted to apply to potentially become because I think there's one city status up for grabs isn't there is, is it something to do with the with the queen's birthday or anniversary or something or other next year um because south end has already been given one so south end is now a city uh after what had happened what the dreadful events that had happened with their mp um i don't think first of all that i really care <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't really care. Um, and second of all, they can't change the name of the football club, can they? How's that possible? I will riot with my tractor. <laughs> Only about the fact of the name of the football club, not the city. I'm quite happy for Northampton to be a city. I'm not really bothered about that. But you can't change old Northampton town. But would it not be a bit weird? No. If Northampton's a city and your football club is Northampton town? Is it weird? It, it no longer, distri- uh, well, it no longer it's- describes... No, it's not weird. I don't think it's that weird. Do you not think football club ten- the names of football clubs tend to, you know, be descriptive of where they're from? Well, we still have MK Dons. Well, well <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a massive deal. We're no, just, it's not. No. Just keeping Northampton Town. Come on, if we no, do change... There's no, nothing legal about it, surely, is there, that we have to change our name? No, probably not. But if we did have to change our name, I wouldn't go to Northampton City. God, no, it sounds weird. It, we'd be oh. NCFC, yeah, which, which is, is like Notts County, Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. Newport. Newport. And nah. Uh, yeah, no, we don't want that. Nah, we can't be having that. We need to be unique. People have been talking about it being, yeah, NTFC is unique. I mean, Nuneaton will probably have something to say about that. But in, yeah, the, nah, league, nah, 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 nah. in the professional leagues, then, then it's unique, isn't it? So, yeah. Maybe in that case, if we had to change that, like if, if if we were told, well, Northampton's a city, you therefore can't be called Northampton Town anymore, maybe we, we go for something else altogether. How about Ooh. Olympic Northampton? Oh, Olympic Northampton? No, not no. sure about that. No? No. Stick to your roots. Yeah. The thing is as well, it's... Northampton it's San Germain? Northampton San Germain. It is all about the history, though, isn't it? Like, it's a great yeah. point about the city lights not bothering me because they would bother us clearly. Yes, in this I'd situation. Um, but yeah, but it's all about the history and what we've like hundred whatever hundred twenty five years of history. Um, did you just have to work that out? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, about, it's yeah. because I've spoken well, about the centenary. I thought we were still stuck. There. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think we can we can surely just keep town. It'll be, it'll be a good quiz question, won't it? Which which football club? Is actually called Town, but it's in a city. Very good. Oh, yeah, I mean, we'd make a great quiz question. That'll be on your Christmas quiz list. Yeah. Do you not think? I mean, I, I maybe I'm a bit old school here saying this, but I always subscribe to the the thing of you could only be a city if you had a cathedral. Yeah, that's. And Neil told me that I was incorrect on that, by the way. Well, you probably you, are incorrect. No, but... I'm not. It is right. <laughs> and Neil told me I was wrong. And I was like, I'm not wrong. Oh, fair so, enough. Yeah. There you go. 
Isn't it Cathedral University or something as well? I don't, I don't, Danny, you're going far too into it here. I don't, I don't know the answer to this. Crikey. Having a cathedral or a university, Google tells me. Ah, well, we've got a university. Yeah. Okay. Didn't we go for this in the the, uh, millennium as well? I think so. Yeah, we went for it a long time ago, didn't we? Yeah. I remember a delegation being sent to London to deliver the... Delegate it. Who do you think would deliver the bid? Clarence. Clarence. <laughs> Clarence and is it Bernie? Is it Bernie the same? Clarence Bernie. Fifty P Lil. And Steeler. Steeler. Who? Steeler. Oh Steeler, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fifty P Lil. Alan Carr, yeah. Alan Carr, definitely. Alan Carr, um, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else. Okay. Northampton Clown. <laughs> Get the clown back. Jima. James A. Caster. Jima. Well James James A. Caster's Kettering though, isn't he? Yeah, that's very true. But but mm. borderline. Uh, Mark Watson is from Northampton, isn't he? Comedian. Mark Watson? No, he's not. He's from yeah. Bristol. Is he? Yeah, yeah he's proper oh. Bristolian. Yeah, you think there's someone else then? Did he grow up in Northampton? I'm sure he wrote a book about it. I think that's Alan Carr that you're thinking no, it's about. Not Alan Carr. Comedian grew up in Northampton. No, no, no. Oh, I've read one. It's, it's Google time. It's Google time. Yeah. It's Google sure. time. Yeah. See, it's, it's, I was born in Bristol. Born in Bristol? Yeah, yeah. Bristol okay. Grammar School. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of someone else. Clearly. You are, clearly. I think it's Alan Carr you're thinking about. <laughs> it's definitely not Alan Carr. <laughs> um, Elliot Stoddell has been in touch. Yes. He says, congratulations, guys, on the podcast award. Very much deserved. But when talking about the award ceremony on the podcast last week, I feel there was some vital missing information. Mm. What was the food? Keep it up, Yeah, guys, I was disappointed in this when I was listening. I need what deep, was the food? I need yeah, what was though. the food, Danny? So we had... What it food was all did very, I miss out on? <laughs> it was all very minimalistic. So it was like this rich, minimal food, you know, when there's like really Bread small amounts. Pardon? Bread and mead. Bread and mead? Yeah. Mead cider. Yeah, um, very simple, very well, small. There was there was bread to start off with, but okay. we only found it halfway through because the guys on the other side of the table had been hogging it. And we <sighs> didn't realise until later on. Call them out. So that, who, is, who was it? Uh, that's was the Yorkshire the Post. Park? No, Yorkshire oh. Post. Um, yeah. There's Northerners, eh? Yeah, they won't be listening. Um, <laughs> um, there was a little salady thing to start with. It was, I think, I'm trying to remember. It's very hazy, Charles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then there was chicken and roast, like a square roast potato. Okay. For, for and, and some vegetables, the main. And then a little chocolate dessert. Ooh. For pudding, but the pudding bit I wafted down because I had to. I knew I had to go soon, so I was just kind of preparing myself. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice. It was just it t- took a while. Yeah, it took a while so, to come up because there's like thirty something tables, and they all did it one at a time. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, very posh. Did you, a quick quick question on you know when you were running to well not when you were necessarily running to the train station, but when you got to was it Piccadilly? Did you leave from? Uh, yes, yeah, Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. Did you? Did were, were you still hungry enough to go and grab yourself like a a, a fast food burger or anything? Oh, I did when I got to um, Paddington. Oh, yeah, when, when I knew I was safe and I knew I had like fifteen minutes, I was like, right, okay, I can settle now. I can enjoy the award. I'm going to get some chips. Nice. Did you not Gotta get go, some chips for the train home. Got did it. you not go to M M&M and M World and go and get like four hundred M and Ms? Yes, that's well, where my priority would lie. Yeah, well, M M&M and M World, it's it's on the corner. I don't know yeah. if you know. Yeah, yeah, have you been there? Obviously, uh, I was on the. I was recording one of my little missives for for a diary that I kept an audio diary which will come out on Patreon at some point. Um, and I didn't realize that. And I turned back around the corner and I walked into M and M World by mistake because I've got one of them cordoned off. <laughs> You know the the, stri- the pieces of rope where you cordon off the entrance. Yeah. yeah. So I'd walked out and I just kept going and I thought, oh, I can't just duck under. So I had to go into M M&M and M world and pretend that I wanted to look at M and M's, which I did <laughs> anyway. M&Ms. I mean, it was it was a nice place to end up. I could have been worse. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, there you go then. M M&M and M world. Yeah. M M&M and M world. Um, and and some minimalist food at the yeah. awards. Brilliant. Yeah. And an award. And an award. Yeah. I hope you didn't eat the award. I did not. No, it's Good. it's too heavy to eat. Good. I'm glad. Um, Stroking it again. Emmy <laughs> uh, Nurkin said, have you ever listened to K-Chat on Grand Theft Auto Vice City? One of the guests is an Aussie animal expert who apparently happens to be a Cobblers fan. 
His name is Pat Flannady, <laughs> aka Mr. Zoo. Have you have you ever played Grand Theft Auto, Danny? <laughs> Can't say I have, no. No, um, have you ever no. uh, uh, you not seen this particular thing before? Because uh, I mean, did put a um a little thing in. Here you go, I'll line it up. Ready? Cobblers by cobblers by cobblers by cobblers by cobblers by I, I, it sounds to me like he's saying cobbler's babe. Yeah, it does. Which is very weird. This is Pat Flannady sounds very much like a Father Ted character. As well. It does. You're right. <laughs> it really does. But that's that's great. We need more of this. More cobbler's events in computer. Out in games. the wild. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Anyway. I love that. Um Phil Phil asked don't Phil. Phil <laughs> Phil Phil Phil. Phil. <laughs> Phil, Phil, in fact, Phil wasn't the only one. There were a couple of people <laughs> as well. And do you know what? No, I'm not going to dignify it. Oh, I thought that was the answer. No, I, I would never deign to answer it. Neil's not here. We can't ask the question because Neil's not here. Okay. Uh, so, uh, John O'Marston. Now, I love this because Danny, of course, on the Twitter did ask for any and all questions for the podcast this week and this is exactly the kind of content that we were after Jono asks why is a parcel on a boat called cargo and the same parcel in a car called a shipment Chesie any ideas you're a teacher (laughs) so Um, why is a parcel on a boat called cargo but when the same parcel is then in a car it's called a shipment so the English language has lots of uh what's the word this is ironic isn't it Um, hypocrisies like it's very hypocritical because for example um you can have two words that sound the same um but there and there yeah 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 yeah. all that Mm -hmm. kind of thing (laughs) yeah um um they're lining up outside to get their coats because they're on their way to the playground for example like that is an example of like how our language changes there's three different spellings of the same word yes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's just the fact that um our english i mean i'm not an expert but i think the english language just contradicts itself on on many occasions and that's one of them and it is weird i know but yeah the english language does contradict themselves in a massive way so that might be the answer there you go johnny officially answered no it's not officially answered I ain't no official, <laughs> i'm just saying like what i think <laughs> i ain't no official human on the language like uh, fair enough like, if like i speak to, like a farmer i mean you like do, you just do. listen to carol vorderman carol vorderman i ain't no carol vorderman <laughs> oh dear right before the fisticuff starts uh danny no, no fisticuffs a bit she's just very intelligent what, what's carol done to you she's not done nothing but she's well intelligent and i ain't <laughs> Oh, of course you are. Uh, Danny, Rich wants to know, Rich Dewhurst wants to know, should a pie have a top and a bottom? Yes. Daddy, your voice has got very, very high. Um, Well, yes. As in a a top and a bottom in general? Or you can't just have it seeping out the bottom, can you? Is that what he means? Well, you can have... I'm trying to think because you you can have them without tops, can't you? Is that maybe what it what it is? Is this does it Why? therefore to be a pie? Does it have to have a pastry? Oh, top? is that is that what he means? It to to become so. to to be given pie status? Yes, does it need a top and a bottom? Maybe a cathedral as well. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm going to say yes. Um, yeah, it feels like the right answer to say yes. But uh, it- given some of the pies we've had on away away days, maybe not. I mean, the thing that I'd worry about or wonder about is that if it doesn't have a lid, is it therefore a quiche? (laughs) (laughs) Or a flan? (laughs) Quiches or flans are basically pies without lids. It's all pies to me. (laughs) Uh, Melbourne Cobbler. He said, talking of Neil's sack and following the much-lauded retro shirt debate, should there be a return to the ever-popular 1980s shorts? Always handy if you have a hernia, <laughs> he says. Um, he obviously, now, now, now Melbourne did a, attach a picture, a rather fetching picture, of a very young Gary Lineker uh, in his, I believe, Everton days. Incredibly short shorts. 
almost you would say pornographic now when you look at all of how because one of the one of the things so going back to the the shirts obviously the the new cobbler shirt for next year is a is a remake of um the 86 87 title winning shirt isn't it um one of the discussions that we had in the working committee with the football club about the kits was that back then the type of kits that were being worn, the type of material, it, times have moved on so much now that the kind of material that is used in football kits these days is obviously designed to be lightweight and, you know, what would you say? Not waterproof, but water resistant or whatever, or sweat proof or whatever you'd call it. Whereas if you go back to sort of like, even even the uh, even the you know the 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 ninety eight ninety nine pro star kit, you know the one with the fading mm-hmm. stars. Um, even that one, I've got that in my wardrobe, and I wear it occasionally. And when I do, I often think so. It, it feels heavy in comparison to say this year's Hummel shirt. But I do wonder, therefore, with the shorts, surely the shorter, the more streamlined. The less material, the lighter it would be. Um, yeah, you've lost me a bit, Charles. Got to maybe, be honest. maybe, maybe all the shorts should just be like trunks rather than <laughs> like speedos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not in favour of bringing back the 1980s shorts. I have to say, no, no, not at all. No, I don't okay. So. There you go. No, no ninety or no eighty shorts. I'm afraid, Melbourne Cobbler. Sorry about that. Um, here's one I'll, I know you'll like, Danny Matthew Crane. He says it was FA Cup weekend, so yes. Barry Davis or John Motson. Oh, that's a tough one. Isn't it? Uh, it's a tough one. You know what? I think I'm actually a bit of a sucker for Barry Davis in the classic. One nil. One nil. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I mean, Motty's obviously the Stato and the he would just bring out sheepskin coat, sheepskin coat, and all that, the classic, and he's a, a legend. But I think Barry Davies actually gets just nicks it for me. I think, yeah. not as good as my friend John Murray, but oh. yeah. <laughs> Barry Davies, um, <laughs> Barry Davies, I think for me, it's probably a controversial choice. I don't know, but do you think that's controversial? I get the feeling it might be. I don't know. Jeffy, I think is that controversial? I have no idea who you're talking about. I know John Watson, but I don't know who Barry Davis is. So I'm, uh-huh. I don't understand this conversation at all. Okay, well, I, I, I think it, I think it must be a generational thing then, because I agree with you, Danny. I mean, John Watson is an absolute legend of, a, you know, of the game. Of course he is, but Barry Davis. Whereas, yes, if you think maybe back, maybe if we asked our parents, the question wouldn't be Barry or John. It would be Ken. Ken Walthamstone or Barry Davis? That would have been mm. the equivalent question for like our parents' generation. It's always going to be, and that they, they you'd probably imagine that they'd say Ken, wouldn't you? Because you always kind of go with the more retrospective. Mm, probably true. Modern, maybe. I mean, it's a bit what Sam Matterface, my mate Sam, yeah. or. The other Peter one. Drury. <laughs> oh, Drury. Come on. Drury every time. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Dr- Drury, award winner Peter Drury, you got to say. Award winner Peter Drury, yeah. <laughs> He's on the same pedestal as we are. I love yeah. it. Um, yeah, I tell you, do you know, because I, I, uh, Amazon had a lot of the football, didn't they? Well, all the, mm. all the Premier League over the last week was on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Did you watch any of it, Danny? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. The one thing that I absolutely love about Amazon's TV coverage of the Premier League, right? Ali McCoist. Oh, yeah. Ali yeah. McCoist, John Champion, and Peter Jury. Yeah, Absolutely classic. brilliant. Yeah, Ali McCoist was the only reason to watch ITV in the Euros, wasn't he? Unless England were on, obviously. But, um, yeah, it, it, that, the England-Scotland game, though, where they had... Well, it was Matterface Dixon yeah. and McCoist. Yeah. I thought that was quite good. Yeah, I mean, McCoy is, is great. He just sees everything, doesn't he? Like, the tactics he comes out with is great as well. Um, just what he notices. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I've enjoyed it. Um, Valerie asks, 
She says, first of all, dear Neil. Well, Neil's not dead, <laughs> Valerie. I'm sorry, sorry about that. Neil, such a letdown to Valerie. Absolutely. It's shocking. She'd apologise next time he sees her. Some of the Everton fans started leaving after 20 minutes in their recent defeat to Liverpool. Did you see that? Yes. yes. What's the earliest, therefore, Valerie asked, you've ever actually left an event or desperately wanted to leave? Jeffy, not, so not, not necessarily football related, but an event, Valerie asks. Um, I remember, I very rarely, in fact, virtually never leave the cobblers early because it's the cobblers. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Sean is, Sean tends to, if he's really, really cross, um, there was an occasion against Exeter away years ago when we were like three nil down and we just, just didn't look bothered. And we left on, I think 82 minutes. And I felt zero guilt because it was just outrageously poor. Mm. Um, Other than that, I don't think I've left very early, really. I tend to try not to. Um, And I am quite against it, especially for 20 minutes. That's a bit extreme, isn't it? And this is the thing. Okay, I'm going to go on a bit of a Jeffy rant here, okay? Oh, here we go. (laughs) this This is the thing with elitist and and glorified football teams, isn't it? Like, you have no idea what it's like to celebrate with a plastic chair, nearly go out <laughs> of business, get saved from oblivion, then win the league, and then get relegated time after time after time. Like, the reality of being a football fan isn't leaving after 20 minutes just because you're having a tantrum because your team's not beating another team and you're still, you know, in the top league in in the world, effectively. Like, that. that that's just childish you know it is in their derby though that is the derby i don't care whether it's their derby or not 20 minutes you're having a laugh aren't you well they were rubbish i don't care whether they're rubbish (laughs) or not it's audacious get behind your team do the job if that's the cobblers three nil down at borough yeah you're annoyed but you're not leaving i don't know i just (laughs) think i just think that these teams that they are so self-righteous and you know i'm not singling out everton as a team on their own, but I'm talking these bigger teams that are in the Premier League who think they're entitled to winning football games constantly and not having bad runs. Like, come and support a team that literally live month to month on effectively the breadline of football. And then that's proper football. That's proper struggle. They're not struggling for anything in their lives. I just want to throw a, a difference of opinion back on this, though. Because you can try. Well, there are, you know, look, obviously where I live up here in the Northwest, uh, lots of Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Everton fans, they're the four main clubs that are essentially in the area, the Premier League clubs that are nearest to me. And, you know, it's not, it's not their fault that they support a team that's in the Premier League as such. I mean, especially if they're Everton, you know, I mean, Everton... Are they the only team that's not been relegated from the top flight? Or is it them and Arsenal or something, the longest, you know, top flight season after season or something like that? I mean, Everton Everton fans will feel exactly the same way about their team as we feel about our team. Just because they're in the Premier League doesn't change that. They will still feel like I, I I think I I think I get where you're coming from. And I think that there is a there's an argument to be had, Chesy, that if a lot of fans that aren't from the place of the team that they support. So, for example, you know, obviously if you walk around Northampton, you probably see Man United, Arsenal, Tottenham, you know, all sorts of Premier League shirts. And how the question is, well, how often do they actually go and watch their team? Whereas, this, you know, yeah, you this could is go my argument. Yeah, but, I mean, my argument. but, I mean, the vast majority of those Everton fans will be just like you and me but they support Everton. They won't, they, you know, if, if they were listening and they heard you say that, you know, they were being self-righteous and how dare they leave, how dare they think that, then they would probably turn around and go, well, hang on a minute. I care about my football club just as much as you care about yours. It doesn't matter what league that. you're in. I don't question that. Yeah. What I question is the expectation for them to um, never have bad runs which which is not an Everton theme but a a general theme of the Premier League they feel that they're entitled to something that maybe isn't theirs all the time that's you say I don't think that's fair okay well I do (laughs) 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I I'll just backed it up with evidence. Well, in what way? What's what, well, what's I the evidence? Them leaving twenty minutes into a derby. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah, but that's not because of the fact that they think that they're entitled to win and not to lose. That's but because what, they were they were it? really annoyed about the because Everton were dreadful in those first twenty minutes. Charles, and Liverpool do you know how many games I've I've spent driving up and down that motorway to watch the Cobblers? One, for example, to watch the Cobblers. One of their defenders score with their own arm and concede seven goals. And I still stayed till the 90th minute. Hey, I'm not saying that you should have left. I'm just saying that, I, you know, they're no different to us. In, in a way, I, I, I kind agree. of I kind of champion you for the fact that you did stay and put yourself <laughs> through that. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, easy. I mean, look, if, if we were, if we were, if we were playing posh and... Posh was three 0 up and cruising within twenty minutes. I think I'd leave because I oh, I, Josh, I wouldn't want to put that. myself through it. You can't do that. But I wouldn't want to put. Why would I want to sit there and be humiliated by because, the club that I dislike the most above any other? Because if if you are a complete, which I don't, I don't dis like. I completely believe that you are. But if you are a completely committed fan to whatever club you support regardless of how dreadful the situation is you are there like we've all experienced the darkest of dark days being cobblers fans and yet we're still we're still there i i, I don't think i could stay and watch us get absolutely hammered mm. by not by that lot and which is what the equivalent of what happened with everton and and liverpool was i just think it was a bit premature i mean maybe i mean to be fair when when the commentators say oh there's fans already leaving part of me was going they're probably just going to go and get another beer on the concourse nah they're not necessarily leaving they're just going they've left their seat and they've gone do you know what? i've had enough of this i'm going to go and get a beer i just i just think that a reality check is sometimes needed for bigger teams and that's not a, a throw at everton that's just a, a generalized statement because it isn't just Everton fans. I've watched Man United fans. I've watched Man United fans lose their minds when they lose. But it is all relative, isn't it? Man United fans are used to winning. Yeah, but this if is you're the used thing. To, if you're used to winning, then not winning is now it. bad. They shouldn't, they shouldn't expect to be... They shouldn't feel that they have an entitlement to be where they are. That's all. Which I genuinely believe people that some people, some people, a section of the Man United fans believe i think they believe that with good almost with with a right to though no no i don't think there's any the most successful club for 20 years in yeah. the premier league era so the first 20 years of the premier league era dominated by one club man united and now they're what maybe the fifth or sixth best team that's okay relatively speaking you you that's a massive fall from grace for them and that's okay. No, I'm not saying it isn't okay. Yeah, no, but, but that's okay. But relatively speaking, they, they've got a right to be angry and they've got a right to be annoyed that they're no longer as good as they were. Isn't it just the same as us being annoyed at the fact that we're not in League One? Well, no, because I expect us to be in League Two because we're rubbish. <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> oh, Danny, have you ever left an event early? Um, I've left the Green Lantern early in the cinema, if that counts. <laughs> Because that was a terrible movie. <laughs> uh, also, um, when Valerie says, have you desperately wanted to leave something? Only one thing comes to mind, and Jeffy will probably be able to relate to this. Um, it's when your kid is in the school play, and they're <laughs> up first, and they've done their bit, and you know they're not going to be in it again, and you've got to sit through another hour. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um Send your emails as usual to podcast at cobblers to me.com or find us on social media. We're at cobblers to me. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you again so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. We didn't even have time to talk about how Danny sat there and read the whole of the Tracy Crouch report 
into oh, yeah. uh, football ownership, which is <laughs> yeah. hilarious. He we'll literally has spent the whole week slogging <laughs> his way through a hundred. Thinking I'm going to give a PowerPoint presentation. I've got it lined up. We'll, we'll do a um, a uh, extra time or something. Yeah, that'd be good. We'll do an extra time for for fan club members. If you want to join the fan club and support the making of the podcast, just go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. And please don't forget our fundraiser for over Christmas for uh, the Western Fable Food Bank. It started. It's on now. Go to cobblerstome.com forward slash shop and buy yourself and it's all Cobblers to Me podcast mug and all of the profits will be going to the Western Fable Food Bank. Thank you so much for listening to this amazingly award-winning podcast. Thanks go to, of course, uh, award-winning Jeffy. Bye, lad. And my thanks to award-winning Danny. Thank you. And uh, ladies, by the way. Bye. And 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 thanks so much for all of you for listening. And uh, my my thanks also go to the award-winning Neil for being amazingly late. Lead late. <laughs> Again, <laughs> have a really good week, Cobblers fans. We'll see you next Tuesday. Goodbye. <laughs> there's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. podcast is a proud member of the fan hub 100 football without fans is nothing so we've partnered with fan hub to put fans first search fan hub app to play your part in the journey support the podcast on patreon by joining the it's all cobblers to me fan club every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our meet the staff series hear our player interviews before anyone else and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.